0: You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Belinda Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. So ask your neighbor, is the Holy Spirit a guest or is he a resident? So we come to church on a Sunday, we seem as a guest. We clean ourselves up and we come and the Holy Spirit comes upon us. But he cannot remain. Because we haven't prepared our hearts for Him to remain. We want Him conveniently. We want Him to quickly fix something. We want Him to quickly give us power for the week. Amen. Do you know what I'm speaking about? Many of us have been guilty of that. Amen. But we need to change our focus to putting Him not as a guest, but as a resident. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, the Holy Spirit should be a resident in your life. I want you to turn to Romans 8, verse 2. It says, For the law of the Spirit of life flowing through the anointing of Jesus has liberated us from the law of sin and death. For God achieved what the law was unable to accomplish because the law was limited by the weakness of human nature. Yet God sent us His Son in human form to identify with human weakness, clothed with humanity, God's Son gave His body to be the sin offering so that God could once and for all condemn the power and the guilt of sin. So now every righteous requirement of the law can be fulfilled through the Anointed One living His life in us. And we are free to live not according to the flesh, but by the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit. Those who are motivated by the flesh only pursue what benefits them. But those who live by the impulses of the Holy Spirit are motivated to pursue spiritual realities. Those who live by the impulses of the Holy Spirit are motivated to pursue spiritual realities. Holy Spirit has been around from the beginning of time, church. In the Old Testament, we see that the Holy Spirit hovered over the water. Amen. When God was creating the earth, it says the Holy Spirit was hovering over the water. In in the Old Testament as well, we see when David goes before God and he says, God, Take not your Holy Spirit from me. Amen. We see when God speaks to Moses and he says, I'm going to empower your craftsmen to make tools and have skills that they never had before. Do you know that's in the Bible? God's Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. When Prophet Balaam was appointed to curse Israel, the Holy Spirit came upon him and what did he do? He blessed. Amen. But we see a very, very, very sad story of a man named Samson. Samson who did not even know that the Holy Spirit had departed from him. Amen. We need to be aware of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Stick with me this morning, church. Amen. You know, the other day I said, Holy Spirit, you know, we are one another's strengths. I'm your strength and you are my strength. And you know what the Holy Spirit said to me? He said, it's only by my mercy that you have a strength. Amen. Amen. So we can't even boast in our strengths, amen? We can only boast in the mercy that God has shown us by giving us Jesus Christ, amen? So we need to we need to know that the Holy Spirit is gentle and He is kind, and we should not do anything to grieve the Holy Spirit, amen? Because to grieve, you need to love. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you had a son or a daughter and they were going on their path or on their journey and... Um, they they fell at the side and you were called to the police station. And you sitting your son, and next to him is sitting his friend. They were both caught doing something that they shouldn't be doing. You will pity the boy that's sitting next to your son, but you will grieve your son. Do you understand what I'm saying? That the Holy Spirit can be grieved by us means that he loves us. There must be love to be grief. Do you hear what I'm saying? You will pity the young man going to prison. Your heart will be ripped out if it's your son. Do you see the difference? So for us to grieve the Holy Spirit means that he loves us. There has to be love to be grief. Do you hear what I'm saying, the difference? Is the Holy Spirit the young man that you pity? Or is the Holy Spirit like a son? What I'm saying is, do you love him that if he's not there, you are grieved? Or do you just think, oh, well, I'll get ready for Sunday quickly. I'll tidy myself up that we can be ready for church. Amen? It's a sobering thought, church, because we need to love the presence of the Holy Spirit so much that there's nothing that we would not let go for the sake of Christ. Do you hear what I'm saying? The Holy Spirit wants to come and abide. Prophet TV Joshua often says in meetings, he sees the Holy Spirit descend on everyone, but then he lifts lifts on certain people why because the Holy Spirit's not welcome they haven't done their part to make sure that their hearts are replaced where the Holy Spirit can dwell amen do you know what I'm talking about so the first thing I want you to remember this morning is that for the Holy Spirit to be grieved he must love you God Jesus must love you for the Holy Spirit to be grieved because you can't get grieved if you don't love if I don't love you you mean nothing to me So if you take me or not, it doesn't matter, right? The Holy Spirit gets grieved because He loves you. Amen? Turn to your neighbor and say, can you imagine? The Holy Spirit loves me. (laughs) That's a big thing, church, because we need the Holy Spirit. Amen? And there's four ways we can grieve the Holy Spirit. You want to know how you can grieve the Holy Spirit? Amen? Amen? The first way we grieve the Holy Spirit is through our pride and our arrogance. When we make ourselves the center of our universe, when we become more important than God, when our ego becomes more important than our conscience, where our ambition becomes more important than our salvation, we grieve the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? The Holy Spirit is not, it's not conducive for it to remain. Amen. When you are proud, you take honor. Amen? Look at what I've done. Lord, hallelujah. My sister, you have no idea what this woman can do. Amen? That's what we do when we have a prideful heart. But if we make a mistake, it's everyone else's fault. (laughs) Is that not true? When things go great, it's absolutely me. Can you imagine what we accomplished? But when I make a mistake, I always try to find a scapegoat. It's not my fault, it's your fault. My life's a mess. Why? Because you, you in my life, so that's what my life's a mess. Amen? That's what pride does. You know what else what pride does, church? It makes you a victim. It makes you a victim. Me, 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 me. My expectation wasn't met. You hurt me. Do you know what I feel like? Is anybody here this morning? Amen? That's what pride does. It makes you a victim to your circumstances. Instead of saying, you know what, God, whether it's going good with me, where it's going well with me, or am I'm facing a challenge I will hold on to you. I'm not a victim to this. No person holds my life except you. No person holds my destiny except you. You don't get that job offer. You don't get that interview. You don't get that thing. And it's, oh, me. Me, 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 me. But you know what being a victim does? It hardens your heart. And you know what that does? It makes you dull to even see where you're heading to. Because that consumes you. Amen? We're not victims, church. We're not victims. We're not on this earth walking as victims and people not meeting our expectations. We are children of the Most High God. Amen? He has chosen us as His own. He has given us everything. Everything. You never know why your breakthrough doesn't come through when it doesn't come through. Maybe it's saving your life. Amen? But we base our circumstances and our feelings on everything around us. If you don't approve of what I'm doing, I'm a victim. If you don't act like I want you to act, I'm the victim. Look at me. And you know what we do when we become victims, church? Our hearts get hardened and we go look for the arm of human flesh. Just to go speak a little bit. Just to get a little bit of compassion. Oh, you can't believe what this woman did to me. My sister. Can you imagine that she would think, that she has the audacity to think she can speak to me like this? Am I speaking to the right people? <laughs> Isn't it true? We go find the arm of flesh, because you know what? Pride always leads to offense. Pride always leads to you having a grudge, because how can you not have a grudge if you think the world owes you everything? How can you not have a grudge? And you know what? The Holy Spirit just says, you know what? I'm going to withdraw because I want to remain with you. You're grieving my heart because I love you. But I cannot live in the same space as arrogance. Amen. Is it really worth it to hold on to that arrogance then? At the cost of the Holy Spirit, is there anything too hard to let go at the cost of the Holy Spirit? Think about it. Is there anything, is that grudge so worth it that the Holy Spirit departs? I so deserve this grudge. You know, I'm going to use an illustration that our Father in the Lord uses when, when a sister or brother in church comes up to you. And you know, the devil can use anything, anything in the church to cause division, anything. We have to watch our mouths, amen? We have to put a God in front of our mouths, Because a sister comes up to us and she can just say i'm using the example that our father in the lord gives he says you're stupid amen and now you're faced with do i take this grudge at the cost of the holy spirit do i take this offense because if i take this offense i have to let the holy spirit go amen and what do we do we take offense now when we need the comforter the most the holy spirit our comforter He's departed. When we need the Holy Spirit, I help her the most. I think offense and this grudge is so worth it. I will replace the Holy Spirit with it. Is this not true? Then you go home. The sister goes home. She's offended you. She hasn't done what she should have done. She hasn't spoken to you like she should have spoken to you. You know, as girls, you know that tone of voice. I could just, I know what she was thinking. Does anybody like get it? Was It just me. Amen. I just know. She just looked at me and I could see what she was thinking. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) We do that, church. (laughs) We do that. And how do you know what she's thinking? She could be thinking about her lunch. Amen. (laughs) But we're thinking, oh, she's plotting against me. That one. hmm, I can just see she's sitting there and she's ready to take me out. And the young ladies maybe not even have that. And if she does, does she really have a stronger arm than the Holy Spirit? Does she really have more power than the God of the universe? Do you hear what I'm saying? But we take that little grudge home and we start nursing it. Oh, poor me. I become the victim again. Amen? Victim mentality, big, big problem. Look at me. I don't deserve this. This is so, what have I done to deserve this kind of treatment? Do you want my speak to anyone here? Amen? <laughs> it's what we do, church. I'm speaking. I'm, I'm, I'm in the same place as you. I'm also fighting offenses all the time. I'm also fighting grudges all the time. I'm also keeping my heart here. But I've come to realize that the, even one second without the Holy Spirit is too much. It's too much. I'm training my heart to let go super fast. Because I don't want the Holy Spirit not to be there. Do you hear what I'm saying? Because when I take that grudge or that offense, or I become pride and arrogant, and I take the victim mentality and I put on the hat and I put in a big feather, the Holy Spirit says, thank you, call me when you're done. Now, when I'm facing offense, when I actually need the Holy Spirit as my comforter, as my help to help me, He's not there. Because if he remained and I chose to hold on to him, he would comfort me when I'm offended. There's nothing like the presence of the Lord when you're offended. Because you know what? Us as servants are not higher than Jesus Christ. If Jesus Christ was given every single bad treatment on this earth, do you really think as his servant you are not going to get it? Can a servant be greater than its master? We cannot. But Jesus has shown us that he can overcome. We can overcome. He's given us the precious Holy Spirit to be with us. Amen? So we get offended. We go home. And instead of going to God's word and saying, God, I pray for the sister. Lord, bless her keep her, Father, and you pray everything that your heart wants for the one that offended you. It works like a bomb. I've done it. Amen? (laughs) Everything you want. Lord, invade her life. Let the Holy Spirit be everything to her. Lord, make a path for her in the wilderness, Father. Make her way straight, Jesus. Holy Spirit, go ahead of her. This person that's just offended me. Amen? I'm talking about the lady that just says I'm stupid, right? I've chosen a different path because I want the comfort of the comforter. I want the help of the helper. I want the guidance of the counselor. I want the person to tell me where to go that holds the map. Who holds the map? The precious Holy Spirit. Because He knows your beginning. He was there when the world was formed. He knows your now. And guess what, church? He knows your tomorrow. Amen. Isn't that amazing? So I go home, I nurse the grudge. My sister that has offended me goes home. The Holy Spirit is also in her life. And he starts convicting her. He says, no, no, no. Sister Lynn's, uh-uh, no, no. You shouldn't have said that that person is stupid. That was wrong. You need to repent. And this sister that's just offended you goes on her knees in her room and she makes right with God. You know, Jesus says, forgive them which means the offender and the offended. Both need God. I, as the offended, needs God, and the offender needs God. Amen? The person that's offended me, we both are in equal need of Jesus Christ. Amen? So church, even in that, we need the leading of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, the offended and the offendee. The person that offended and the person who picked up the offense, they both need Jesus. The, the person that actually did the worst, that came and said, you are stupid, goes before God and clears her heart. And she comes to you and she says, I'm so sorry. I, I, I have, what I've done was wrong. And you, what do you say? Yes, 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 it's fine. <laughs> I forgive you, my sister. You know, walk in the lights of your testament. <laughs> but you don't actually forgive her. You know what's happened in the end? The offender is out of the cage, but you, you are sitting in a cage. The one that has hurt you is actually free. And you that has picked up the offense, the cost of the Holy Spirit, you are bound. Is it really worth it? No, it's not worth it. You know, sometimes I say, Holy Spirit, adopt me. Just adopt me, Lord. I need you. I, when I face a hard situation, when I face a bad time, I say, Holy Spirit, adopt me, help me. This person has seriously hurt me. Do you know you can get hurt? In that moment of getting hurt, don't reject the counselor. It's when you need him the most. Amen? Don't reject the Holy Spirit. Don't get pride and arrogant and feel like you don't deserve any of this. Because you know what? The more humble that person can get me, what a bargain, the closer I can get to Jesus Christ. I We call them, why me of all these blessings? Amen? If somebody insults you, why me of all these blessings? Because it's another reason for me to lay down myself. Me, 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 to lay me down and say, Holy Spirit, it's not about me. The more people insult you, you know what? Thank you. You're a servant sent by God to get me on my knees to pray more. (laughs) Do you hear what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? Turn to your neighbor and say, is the Holy Spirit welcome in your life? So let's recap. The first thing that grieves the Holy Spirit is your pride and arrogance. Amen? Amen. The second thing that grieves the Holy Spirit is offense. And pride and arrogance always leads to offense. Amen? The third thing that grieves the Holy Spirit is when we ignore Him. When we ignore Him. You know, the, mo- the biggest, biggest thing where we ignore the Holy Spirit is when we read our Bibles. We need the Holy Spirit to illuminate the Word for us. So while we read the Bible, we need to say, Holy Spirit, this Bible was inspired by you. Inspire me. Bring these words to life. You know, the Bible is only a book of history, a book of events without the Holy Spirit. Do you know that? Do you know people that aren't saved read the Bible sometimes? Is it not true? We were at an event the other day and they, they, many people read the Bible, but the Holy Spirit hasn't illuminated the Bible. Do you know what that means? When the Holy Spirit comes upon the words, they come to life. Because it's the only book ever written by somebody that's in love with the person reading it. Where else is there a book written in history where the author is in love with the reader? Do you know what I'm saying? Is there another book in history where the author was written for every single reader reading it out of love? It's the only book. That we need the Holy Spirit to illuminate the words for us. So we 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 grieve him when we ignore him, when he's saying, "Come, let's read the word. Come, let's spend time together." I know it's Father Him. It's a good time. <laughs> Amen. In Chao very busy. Early morning's great, especially now that it's becoming winter. It's nice and dark. Amen. It's a beautiful time to wake up, and nothing is happening around you, and it's just you and Jesus. Amen. He gives you strength for the day. The Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, help me this morning to understand what Jesus is saying. Holy Spirit, illuminate the words to me. You were there when it was written. The Holy, it's Holy Spirit inspired. Amen. Isn't it great to have the inspiration of the Holy Spirit? But we need to know the Holy Spirit. We need to know God. A scientist can write books about bugs, worms about moths. But does he really know the worm? <laughs> Do you hear what I'm saying? He knows about the worm. But does he know what the worm is feeling and what the worm is going through? I'm using a stupid illustration, but it's it, It's profound. We can't just know about the Word. We need to know the person in the Word. Because if we just know about the Word, we like the scientist who writes a book about bugs. Amen? Does that make sense? Turn to your neighbor and say, the Holy Spirit is there to help you, to inspire you, to illuminate the words and make them real. But don't ignore the Holy Spirit. Amen? Don't ignore the Holy Spirit. So the fourth thing that keeps us, that grieves the Holy Spirit is when we take Him to places and we entertain thoughts that are not from Him. So we take Him to a place where He doesn't feel welcome. We read things that He doesn't want us to read. You know, sometimes we don't just do evil at home. We don't just read evil. You know what can keep us away from the Lord as well? Good things. What do I mean by that? You open Facebook, and like me, I love little little dog videos. I don't know about you, little kitten videos, little babies, laughing, <laughs> amen? Do you know what I'm talking about? So it's not that evil always keeps us away from our time with God. It's sometimes something neutral like a baby laughing. Because if I spend 30 minutes looking at cute little kittens rolling around, what can that do to me, amen? but we've become such a social media life. What is it going to help me to see babies laughing? I'm going to giggle maybe. So we have to make sure that our time is so precious that if we are to give 30 minutes to that, that 30 minutes with the Holy Spirit is going to change us on a million levels where we're just going to have a nice little giggle with the babies. Amen. So we need to prioritize where the Holy Spirit goes. Young people, I want to encourage you. Don't go to places that the Holy Spirit gets grieved. Don't listen to music in the world where the Holy Spirit gets grieved. Don't hang out with friends and gossip where the Holy Spirit gets grieved. Do you hear what I'm saying? Our young generation, you know, the world says, I've got this for you. There's always a price. The Lord says, I've got this for you. And all I wanna do is bless you abundantly. Just choose me, amen? Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, is the Holy Spirit welcome in your life? Is the Holy Spirit welcome in your life? Just close your eyes. You know, it's so simple to make right with God. Jesus, I'm sorry. Holy Spirit, I'm sorry. Lord, I I mess up, Father, but I promise I will never stop trying. I will never stop pursuing to get this right, Jesus. Talk to him this morning. Say, Holy Spirit, I need you. I need you, Father. I need you, Holy Spirit. If you don't have peace, check where you've grieved the Holy Spirit. Because peace is there when the Holy Spirit is there. Amen. But then, church, we have the creator of the universe on our side. We have the creator of the universe fighting for us. We have the creator of the universe that said, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your young men and your old men, they'll dream and they'll prophesy and they'll see visions and dreams. I will not leave you without a comforter. You choose to leave the comforter. The comforter does not want to leave you. Amen. When I become aware of grieving the Holy Spirit, you know what happens, church? When I see my sister, I don't want to put her in a place where she can grieve the Holy Spirit. I don't want to offend her because she's going to have the opportunity to grieve the Holy Spirit. Because He's so precious. Do you hear what I'm saying? Is the Holy Spirit precious to you? Young people, I want to encourage you to have the Holy Spirit at school is so, so cool. I cannot tell you how cool it is. <laughs> I grew up in a, in, in a church environment. And for, for by God's almighty grace and only His grace only, I've only chosen the Holy Spirit. But because the world just did not look like they could give me what the presence of the Holy Spirit had given me. But I made sure I got to His presence, that He could feed me. When I go to school and I've got to write a right to test, or I've got an exam, or there's a bully... Amen? Or there's someone that's just been playing freaking nasty. Amen? Do you know those people at school that are just nasty? I had one in my life. She was precious. Amen? <laughs> she taught me to fall on my knees and cry for mercy. Amen? But you will have those people in your life. And you know what? Start praying for her. Put that person on. I said say to her, you know what? You're going straight to my prayer board. Can you imagine, if somebody's irritating you at work, guess what, put them on your prayer board. Say, you have just graduated to my personal prayer board. (laughs) Amen. Then when you see that person, you pray the will of God into that person like you're praying to yourself. I'd say, Lord, this bully, whatever's going on at home, I don't know what's going on at home. Holy Spirit, you know. Go and get her, Jesus. Go and find her. Because you, you, you pray, but you don't even understand the power you have on your words. So if anybody frustrates you, if there's any teacher that's getting to you a little bit, maybe a little bit had a hard day, let them graduate to your own personal prayer board. Amen? That's what we've got a prayer board. We stick people on there. We're praying for them. And we don't pray the fire of God down. Amen? <laughs> God, flood them with your fire. Consume. No, we don't do that. <laughs> we pray God's mercy because the offended and the offender we both need mercy. Amen. And by praying mercy down on her life, guess what? The Holy Spirit shows me so much mercy. And when I see that person, my heart goes, do you feel that sometimes? Or is it just me? Well, your heart wants to tell you which way to go. (laughs) Do you know that feeling? You pull the heart back and you bind it to the word of God. Amen. And you say, heart, you aren't going left or right. You are following the ways of God because the Lord knows. I value the Holy Spirit. More than anything. Amen. May that be our heart's cry this morning. Purpose in your heart that there's nothing that's worth it enough to take the presence of the Holy Spirit away from you. That individual, that person, that gossip story, that little hurt, that little grudge, that little offense, it's just not worth it. Amen. Now our paths, the Holy Spirit says, working, 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 working. Refining our character that we can come before Jesus, and you know what? One day, church, when we kneel in front of Him and we hear those words, Well done, good and faithful servant, (sighs) won't that be better than anything? Amen. Young people, if you stand in front of one day and He says, Well done, good and faithful servant. That person was sent by the enemy or by circumstances to destroy you, but you took control of that. You didn't become the victim. You placed them on your board and you prayed my promises over them. Look at them today. I promise you, I was shocked. My bully, she gave me a hard time. Hey, five years, hard time, big time, hard time every day. And it was always, Are you the little PK? Where's your daddy now? Where's your (laughs) Bible? Can you imagine? Can you imagine, every single day, you think you're so perfect, pretty, pretty, perfect. Can you imagine? She graduated to the top of my prayer list. <laughs> Amen. And today we actually have contact, can you imagine? And we are friends. Amen. Because you don't know what's going on in her heart like she doesn't know what's going on in your heart. You don't know what she's facing at home. You don't know what's bringing out the ugly. But you know what brings out the good? The Word of God. Amen. Amen. So turn to your neighbor and say, we are going to pray for those that persecute us. It sounds so easy in church. Tell your neighbor. When we walk out here, we are going to need the Holy Spirit to put this into practical application. (laughs) Amen. Amen, church. That's what we have to do. We have to choose the ways of God. We cannot fight with the weapons of this world. We cannot fight with intimidation, with, with, with blackmail, with anger. How can anger meet anger and, 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 and include the Holy Spirit into that situation? How? Never. It cannot. I'm fighting with the weapons of the world, and the Holy Spirit says, Okay, well, when you're ready, let me know. I'll be back. Amen? Because He cannot fight with the weapons of the world. Love conquers hate. Not hate conquers hate. Not you take me out, I take you out. This is how we're going to conquer. We'll see whose God is the strongest. Amen? We have to love as Jesus loved us when we hated him. If somebody hates you, that's what you were to God. Amen? And the peacemaker will be there to give you peace. And the comforter will be there to comfort you. And the healer will be there to heal you. And the roadmap will be in front of you. And the Holy Spirit will say, Nothing worth it for the presence of the Holy Spirit. Nothing, nothing, nothing comes close to the presence of the Holy Spirit. The human spirit fails if the Holy Spirit doesn't fall. Does it make sense? We will fail without the guidance of the Holy Spirit. We need Him. Amen? Amen. We need Him. 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 Him.